Hello and welcome to the knock-on KCLR and scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast. Tom Crotty, Johnny Tobin, good evening. Good evening. How are you, Stephen? Not too bad, not too bad. James Blanchfield will be joining us, but virtually, digitally, a little bit, little bit later on to keep you up to date on uh, all things Kilkenny. Uh, so we'll let James be last for a change uh, today, even though Kilkenny, of course, play their games on a Saturday. Uh, lots to talk about, lads. Um, uh, stick to the local stuff tonight as well. Uh, wins for Munster over Connacht, Leinster over Glasgow last weekend. The URC returned, but uh, we'll be ramping up into Champions Cup stuff over the next few weeks and all that. We'll talk about all that over next week's program and so on and so forth. But Johnny Tobin, I want to start with you. Um, you do your bits and pieces with Kilkenny College, but uh, good win over Wesley yesterday. Yeah, very good win for a senior first yesterday, beating Wesley 23 in Kilkenny, which was very good. It was a big occasion for certain young lads like Sean Nocton and Stephen Smith and Jack Tully, who are six years, so it would be their final home competitive game um, in a Kilkenny College shirt in Kilkenny College. So it was a big occasion for them. Uh, great to get the win for the lads. Um, really, really positive for the school as well, obviously, to be competing at the top flight. Um, we play Gonzaga next Wednesday now in Donnybrook at three o'clock. Um, and our senior seconds actually play Gonzaga as well in Gonzaga at one o'clock, so we'll get across to that then after. Um, so all going well. Our juniors lost to uh, Castle Knock away um, in their in their league quarterfinal. But that's a team that nobody, uh, even in Kilkenny College, wouldn't have given them a chance to get that far. Judging off last year, they just weren't clicking right. They've had a new set of coaches this year, a new culture, a new breed of life. And Jeff Carter and Aidan McConnell have done um, incredible work with them. And Gordon Rowe as well, actually, from Carlo. He's done, they've done immense work with them to get them back into winning ways. So... Really, really positive from a Kelly College front at the moment, thank God. Um, and hopefully it goes well next week against uh, Gonzaga. They be, would be, as Tom would know, they'd be hot favourites for the for the Senior League this year. So um, yeah. hopefully, we, we, hopefully we go well against them. Absolutely. You best of luck with all that, Johnny. Um, and Kilkenny top there, proudly uh, wearing oh, a yeah. jacket there now as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, come here, Remarkable. Tolo. Yeah, exactly. That's the way to do it. Uh, how did Tullo get on last weekend? Uh, a bit of a tough task, I suppose. Um, uh, no, no, sorry, that's coming up this weekend. Sorry, I'm a week ahead of myself. Uh, you were up against Kildara and you'd win over them. So, puts his third on the table, Johnny. So, things getting tight at the top now? Yeah, there's nothing between the top four. You know, like Carlo on 20 points, Wickler on 28. This weekend goes against one team or goes for one team and they're they're right back in the race. Like so between first and fourth, there's nothing, you know. Um but look, last week was tough task too. Kildara are no easy feat. Um to be a strong squad, squad uh, strong team, missing a couple of key players as well. Their eight JJ is missing his out injured till the new year, but he'd be a big impact now when he's back. Um but nothing to be sneezed at either. We got a five point win. Bonus point win at home against Kildara. We're quite happy with that. Puts us third on the table, chasing a tie in Wicklow. Um, big task this this Sunday again against Wicklow. Uh, they're good, obviously. They're they're unbeaten. They're going well in form. They're, but they're they're not unbeatable at the same time, you know. Um, to beat Carlo last week, Carlo missing two massively huge, um, impactful players, Ross Adams and, and Wes Shirley. Wes Shirley is the turning point in the game for any team, in my opinion. Um, so like I wouldn't judge off that performance just yet. I wouldn't be overly worried. Um, I got a bit of slagging off the Wicklow coach because I said I think Carlo would beat Wicklow in Carlo. Uh, I got mm -hmm. a text about, well, I think it was about 10 past four. Your prediction was wrong. Uh, um, 
But anyway, hopefully my prediction for this week will be will be right. I said Monday I was chatting to Sinead Kyo and KCLR, and I said Monday that um, I think we will beat Wicklow in, in Tullow. I think it's a matter of, our, at the moment, we're having a bit of hassle with, well, not, not hassle, but our older lads and our younger lads are just, we haven't got that click just yet. And I said, like on Monday, I said, if that click happens and when it happens, We'll be very, very hard to stop and very, very hard beat for any team in the in the division. I just think it's a bit of a bit of fear factor from the older lads to trust the younger lads, and then there's a bit of fear factor from the younger lads to take on the reins and go with it and see what happens, you know. Um, and it's probably the first time in a long, long time. And you will notice, Stephen, from following us and Tom noticed from playing against us, we were renowned for ten man rugby. Our eight, our front front eight, and our nine or ten. But it's the first time in a long, long time we've really, really good outside backs. Really, really exciting, really, really young, ambitious young lads who want to throw the ball around. So we got to trust them. It's 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 a strange world for our old boys like Joe Waters and Frank Frank Murphy to be involved in, where we have lads outside them that can throw the ball around. You know, so mm -hmm. um, it's look, it's exciting. It's just it's a matter of getting that click right, just getting that balance and, and making it all work. You know, and everyone is there for the same reason. Everyone's there to enjoy themselves and have fun, but everyone is also there to make the club and leave in a better place. So. We just need to we need to nourish that now and make sure that that works for say, um because there's something there's something good happening there something exciting happening there to be fair, um and it's it's generating down through the club, you know you can there's a good buzz back around the club there hasn't been that in a long time, even like since probably the Towns Cup win, and the year after maybe since 2018 there hasn't been that good buzz around the place so, it's good to see um I'm looking forward to this Sunday now to be honest with you, I'll be there in person to to welcome Dan Van Ziel to to Tullow. And I'll be there in person to to commiserate with him after his um after my prediction is correct because I know for a fact he's going to be tuned in tonight to see what I have to say. And as soon as it gets played <laughs> or gets put up on Spotify or YouTube, I'll get a text. So oh, your prediction is wrong, mate. Uh, but anyway, it is what it is. It's a bit of banter, um, you know. So yeah, looking forward to Sunday. We're in good place. We'll have good two good teams out again, um, second and first. So and um, what more can you ask for? Lads are enjoying themselves and. We're sitting third, like I said, Sinead on Monday this time last year. We're second from bottom. So, um, Car Carlo right in your tails as well. Yeah, like, like, yeah, sure. Look, it's, it's great. It tries good competition. Like, you know, and there's lots of positives in Tullow at the moment as well. I was saying to, to Morris yesterday on the phone. Um, we've the second highest point score. We've the third best record in defense. Carlo, actually, the best record in defense, conceding the least points. Um, we, we, there are 109 conceded before last weekend. So, the hunter on now, but they're still in, still in the best form defensively and then we've got six bonus points for seven games albeit three of them losing but they're still bonus points you know so um yeah. second so yeah we're in a good spot like so look it's all to play for yeah absolutely uh of course the seconds are out as well i presume uh johnny yeah 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 they'll be good look at that they're a mixed bag of catch you go any week you don't know who's gonna be out there <laughs> um but just, just look, there's lads playing ball and there's lads coming out of the woodwork to play ball. So it's um, it's interesting, it's good, but it's exciting. And we're getting lads out playing ball. And we've 20, 24 lads playing seconds and 20, 24 lads playing first. So what more can you ask for? You know? Absolutely. Uh, just quickly on to your ladies. Uh, then the good win overall, Belvedere last week, 27-12. They seem to be going well in that. They're up against Blackrock College this weekend. But uh, Alex O'Brien back as well in action. So uh, all good. Yeah, yeah, look, they beat Trinity uh, in the first game. Back-to-back -back wins then against Old Belvoir J1s, which would be nice for Tullo to get a win against them. Because they could have a couple of AIL girls too in the mix there, you know. 
And then BlackRock J1's next this Sunday then will be good as well. That's a way. Great to see Alex back. Big leader uh, mentally uh, on the field for the girls, you know. Brings a huge impact to the game for them, uh, both me- mentally and physically, because she's, she's a great ball carrier. She didn't lick it off a stone. Um, so, look, at they're going really well. They're they're probably they're probably overachieving, if you're going to be honest about it. Like, they've won course now at the moment because Aho is just busy with stuff at home and Paul is trying to run ragged between playing and coaching the ladies. So, that's a... a, a a direct message to anyone out there listening from Tullin who wants to get involved in a bit of coaching. The ladies are, are looking for someone to jump in and give them a dig. Um, but look, they're going well. And they're always the driving force behind everything in the club, be it fundraisers, anything that's going on. Christmas jumper party there this Sunday after the Wicklow game. They're the major, major driving force behind that. That'll bring a good crowd, good banter out in the club again. So it's great to see events like that back happening in the club, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Johnny, how's your youths going? Yeah, look, they're, they're going well, um, which is which is really good because our 13s and 14s are quite strong. Um, 14s probably more predominantly strong. They're, they're going very, very well in their divisions at the moment. They'll be getting into their place divisions now for after Christmas to see what league to go into, whether it's Premier or Division 1 or Division 2. Uh, 15s will be the same. They're quite good as well. Had a big loss to Arklow actually last weekend, which was surprising because the beat Arkle last time, 24-22, and had a big, big loss now. I think it was 52-7. But look, at you need them too. They, they, they ground you and they bring you back to, to normality and realise that you're you're not above your station. You need to stay humble and keep working, you know, because it's the only way you're going to get better. Um, 18s are strong as ever. They're fighting hard to get games. I get texts off Dennis O'Brien every week looking for a game of someone in Kilkenny College because they're fighting hard to get friendlies. They'd be very, very strong, you know. Um but look, it's positive. Like we had a coaching clinic there in the club Tuesday. I took um, the under 13, 14, 15 and 16 coaches for a clinic with uh, breakdown, passing and defence, interior, interior defence. And Morris took the 18s then to do a bit of shape work with them. So with a lot of lads, senior lads in the club getting back involved with the youths, which is also very, very positive. Sean is going to take a clinic, the next clinic in the start of January then for uh, breakdown and contact skills Um it's what he does for a living, so he'd want to be sharp at it. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, look, lots of good positive stuff going on. Um, you two really are flying it. It's really good to see. Like, there's, you go on Facebook there on a Sunday evening, you just see match report after match report. And even outside of the results, they're all positive match reports. There's no real negative thing. Like, even out the scores, lads are enjoying themselves. Squads are up in the 20s, 25s, 30s. So, what more can you ask for? Yeah, absolutely. Johnny, good. Thanks many for that update. Best of luck uh, against uh, Wicklow this weekend. And of course, like you said, it's Christmas jumper party straight after and uh, yeah. a couple of things happening at the club as well to raise a few bob and have a bit of crack. Yeah, well, we are, we are playing the best team in the league, you know. We've got, we got, we got to remember that. We're playing the best team in the league. So, <laughs> in, in everyone's mind. We won't say in their mind, but in everyone's mind. But look, at it. the crack will be back out there. Like, you know, the, the first and seconds yeah. will be out there. There'll be lads in the bar afterwards. It'll be great banter. It's, it's going to be good. I'm, I'm actually going myself this Sunday. I'm actually going back out to the club this Sunday. It's going to be a good crack. I'm looking forward to it now. It's going to be a good night. Um, a couple of lies so, told yeah. and all that sort of stuff at the bar. A yeah. couple of stories, a couple of lies. Tommy Dwyer will be in, in BS Corner and Daddy Cass will be beside him and a few other lads will be there. Young Sean will be around. You know, Willie Cass might even venture out. It'll be an awful lot of lies told. You wouldn't know. Um, yeah, absolutely. have representation from every place. But uh, <laughs> just on Blanchfield last week, I remember he said that there's a, there'd be a story with the black eye. Um, there, there is a story too, but it's a harmless enough story. We're doing a little fundraiser for St. Pat's GA in Tullock the night before. 
the Tennis Cup final. I got a few scalps. <laughs> we're in a fight. Oh, good crack. man. Play a crack. Yeah, so we raised Cheers, a few come shillings. On, Johnny. It's a harmless story, but we raised a few shillings. So that was the main thing. Um, yeah, and no one, no one went home hurt. I got a little bit of a black eye. You take that on the chin. So harder pride. Yeah. yeah, sure. Look, it's a bit of crap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good stuff uh, Johnny uh, thanks a million for that update uh, like no, I said best of luck uh, this weekend uh, Tom Crotty what's the story with Carlo um, tough day at the office uh, last weekend We knew you knew it was going to be a tough one against Wicklow going into it uh, how did it all play out um, yeah <laughs> it was kind of tough all right to take but um it wasn't as bad as when, to be honest, you know, when, when you're watching the game live, you kind of take it all in and say, come off the pitch. And especially after a loss, you're kind of, you know, you're always a bit peeved and you'll see every error under the sun. And this is to blame and that's to blame. And, um, but it's not till you actually go back over the video and watch the game again and you realize, yeah, we no, like, we didn't play that badly. Um, we we're probably inaccurate in, in a few areas. Uh, we got caught with a soft try, soft try first, which kind of set us, ba- which kind of set us back. Um, yeah, like missing, I, you know, we can make excuses about missing Wes and and missing Ross. Um, our lineup performed exceptionally well. Sam Dunn came in off the seconds, and uh, in fairness to Sam, I think I, I think he took three balls off them. I know we lost two lineouts in the game itself. Um, our lineout performed well. We we scrummaged extremely well. We lost um, we lost Benny, our tight head, in the warm up before the warm up. He was gone, um, so we had the ship lads around. Uh, Unedgel went in tight head. Our captain went in tight head from the flank, but we still we still played. You know, we still scrummaged really really well. Um, so we like we weren't beat. We were as equal in the lineup. We were as equal in the scrum. Uh, our positional kick and like some of Richie's kicks were good down the field, um, but our backline just wasn't didn't really fire. I think we're only kind of because we haven't had the same backline any week. There's been changes in the centre, um, you know, and and I don't care what anyone says. You can't. Like forwards, a good set of forwards, you can slap one or two in or out and you'll get away with it. And, you know, as I say, like losing Ross and thing didn't really upset our pack that much. Um, it probably lost Ross's impact as in his 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 impact. Ball carrying would probably be the biggest, you know, the biggest loss was there. But um, in a back line, you take key positions. Like we're missing or set. We haven't had the same second centre for the last... You know, it's been uh, changes the last couple of games, and it just kind of puts pressure on, 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 on especially in in, in our defence. The kind of lads aren't really trusting each other as much as they should have trusted each other. Mm-hmm. Um, their nine, their ten and twelve were extremely good. Um, both of them, like their ten, took the ball right to the line. Hard line and uh, with a hard line coming at 12 coming in a really hard line causes fierce, fierce problems. It was like they're also like Wicklow have um a really good prop. Uh, their loose head prop came from Taron Yor, 
uh, I think he's South African origin. Yeah, South African origin. Yeah. Nice guy, but uh, an extremely good Q player. Really, really good player. Um, very good around the park. He's not just there for scrummaging. He's a, a serious operator, as in he's really good hands. Small little things causes big problems. Um, like I know you come off the pitch, Mick just said, "Oh, we were the best defensive, we you know the best team we've played all year, and that's you know." But that doesn't cut cut the muster at all. At the end of the day, we didn't play well enough to beat Wicklow. They're a good side. Um, defensively, they're probably. Um, I wouldn't consider them to be the best defense, the best defense. I think they're beatable in defense, but they will they will score. You know, they will mm. score if you're not defending well against them. They will score, and that's I think that's. Uh, I know when the lads was talking after the game, and they said, "Look, last year they kind of spent an awful lot of time in defense. Like we spend a lot of time in defense trying to keep, you know, um, but this year they've kind of really gone for attack." And I have to say, their attack is a hell of a lot better than last season. And even though, like, to be honest, there's no great start on the weekly side. But they're no. playing really, really, really well as a team. I have to give them the credit to that. Um, our own, like our own, we had again, like Scott, ne- like Scott Neely is hooking and he's just playing phenomenal, really cutting back into it. Johnny Murphy, uh, after a poor game against, against um, Kildara, came back and had an absolute stormer um in the pack. Small little details. We should have won that. We should have won though we should have won that game. Uh you know there's no reason we couldn't have won that game. Um mm. it's it's a fine line and now we're playing like you turn it around now and we're going to we're coming in to play Mullingar. Like Mullingar how I mean know Mullingar really really improved. And they brought a tie right to the wire, and fairness to the tie came back all the way and, and won that game. But um, like we're now facing Mullingar at home, and if we're not ready for that one, if we haven't, we need to stop. Uh, kind of just go out and play rugby. That's what Carlo actually need to do, and I think the lads know themselves at this stage. We need to uh, stop being so focused on on certain things and become very. Uh, tied up in in the way we in i think sometimes teams get tied up in the way you're supposed to play and you know not the moves that you have and the system that you're playing kind of very systemized and you know we kind of forget sometimes you also have to play rugby and play what's in front of you and i i think our that's really need to just go out and start enjoying the game i think there's a lot of pressure unseen pressure coming off a loss of kildara to play at home play against the favourites um, I think pressure just gets in on top of you you know because mm-hmm. you're there 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 about to win as I said last week a win would have put us on top a last plus the eight points behind it's a simple that's simple maths like we have to chase now yeah. um, we didn't get a bonus point we didn't get to lose even though they didn't get a bonus point we didn't get a losing bonus point which is a huge these are all small details. Look, le- leagues leagues aren't won or promotions aren't won in the first. There's still seven games to go with this. But next mm. week, this weekend coming is a huge, um, it's a huge, it's exactly a massive game for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to get back to winning ways, even if it's only by a point. It doesn't matter. We need to get a win on Sunday. Um, home, which so, is good. 
Yeah, it is good, but the pressure's on again. Yeah. Um, you're not looking at the moon. It's not. To be honest, like we came, lads came off the pitch last week, and it was like, um, you swear to God, like we were in Longford's position, where we were after losing and looking at relegation. Like we're not. It, it just guys disappointed, and that you now have to kind of turn that, turn that around, and uh, focus on. It's not that Cardiff will become a bad team overnight. But I think maybe sometimes you're kind of shooting a bit too high when we kind of say, keep saying, like, you, you forget to play rugby. And we've played, like, exciting games against Kilkenny, even, like, playing, even the game against Hullo. It was good, hard rugby. We didn't win the game, but it was, you know, it was a tough game, but we play better. At the moment, we just need to kind of tweak, small little tweaks, like Johnny was saying with Hullo, same again, you're waiting for it to click. And sometimes you just need to just, as I say, like, to get out there and uh, play what's in front of you and stop thinking that you have to do this system or that system. It's it just go out and play the play play the sport. But look, yeah, Tom, pressure's just on, on that there, Tom, on that system thing. I, I I'm hundred percent with you on that. I think a lot of coaches is as well are are, are at fault on that. Like me personally, I, I with IT Carlo, not that I don't coach attack, but I, I give them four or five strike players. I think some coaches spend too much time worrying about a one three three one or a one three three two and you have to be there and you're not there the whole thing goes to go to pot. You have to play what's in front of you. Ruby's very, very simple. You don't need to complicate it. You don't need to make it a lot more stressful than it is on the mind. Just run square, run hard, fix a defender, you'll get an edge somewhere. Do you know? Like sometimes lads get really, really stressed out about about um attack policies or structure policies. And then they forget to play the game, you know. Yeah, I I agree a hundred percent. I remember like we were co- <laughs> a couple of years back, we were coaching an underage team, and uh, we had a loss, and we came back in, and we were really frustrated, and we just actually turned around and said, "You know what? That's the next game." Before the next game, when we went out for the next game, he said, "Forget about everything you've learned this year, and just go out and play, throw the ball around." I want to enjoy it. I said, pick and go, slam, run hard, and the lads went out and won. Um, mm-hmm. They actually had a smile on their face at the end of the game. And I think sometimes it's not, look, you have to have a structure because you have to have a certain structure. To, every team has structure. But sometimes you just overthink the structure and you mm-hmm. kind of yeah. forget that. Uh, as Johnny, I think he hit the nail on the head. Sometimes you just have to run hard. <laughs> yeah. Just run square, run hard. Yeah, yeah just run hard. Because sometimes that gap, you know, it's about running. It's about running an angle or running a different line, and just chance it. And but actually, put your head down and going for it. And just, you know, if you're going to smash through, lad, smash through, lad. If you're going to, if you're going to take a ball and tie, just hit hard and and come around and fold. Like as as an attacking threat, Tom, hard. If you're running hard, you're you're holding two defenders, so you're going to get a gap somewhere. Like you know. Yeah. If you're running soft, one lad's going to be able to just handle you. But if you're running hard and you're stepping in on someone's inside or outside shoulder and you're just going square and hard, you're going to get a gap. And that's why the All Blacks are the best, still the best team in the world, even though they're not the best form, because they do all the basics correct. Oh, France are the same yeah. at the moment. You know, all the basics are done absolutely spot on. There's no side we're yeah. running. There's no out-the-back loops. It's just hard lines and picking off your angle at the right time. It's simple. Yeah, we simple. play like we play probably some of our better rugby in the second half. Um, some of it coming back in, like we had Connor Moore coming back from injury and Connor played a bit on the seconds and came up. Like Connor did just a couple of simple, couple of simple runs, 
Ran he's a good player. He's a good, solid. Look, he's kind of amazing. That like he's he he does exactly what he says in the team. If he gets the ball, yeah. he's got to run hard. He'll hit hard. And he made a couple of good runs in the second half. And it's great to see him back after injury. Like he got a bang in the head, and uh, we had full protocol with him, and he took a bit of extra time just to make sure everything was okay. So, like we're delighted to have Connor back in again. He's he's a huge asset to the team. Um, yeah. But look. We got I gotta go on all about it and whatever. But yeah. the, the key thing the key thing now is like again, same as yourself, Johnny, there's still a great atmosphere in the club at the moment. Um the boys are still enjoying it. Um it's better if you get a win. But yeah. With a good train a really, really solid training session on Tuesday night. There was a, a, a like there was a lot of smiles on faces. The week before, to be honest, there wasn't. They were just kind of just doesn't I think it was an edge kind of still there. Whereas Tuesday night, we had a really good open training session and lads actually had a good bit of contact and, you know, they played each other, and, you know, 15 on 15. And there was, like, it started off, we were just kind of, you know, level one, taking really easy, kind of, ta- you know, grab tackles. But by the time, the lads just wanted to go out and hit. So we um, we enjoyed that training session. So hopefully now we'll, we'll turn it around. Like, the seconds again, now we've got, uh, we've got the first... They go win on to go win on Sunday. We know that what's ahead of them. The seconds had uh, a really good win against Wicklow, but I think the seconds are doing uh, they're a bit like Liverpool used to be. Um, to go to just get you score, I'm going to just go and score more and more, one more than you because the last two games, if if well, thank God I'm down on the first pitch with by the time that they're finishing their games because. Tarzac, I I'd probably have heart attack on the on the <laughs> sideline or my hair, well, whatever hair is left to have. But yeah. out because it's a one try followed by one try for us, one try for them, one try for us, one try like for them, two tries for us, two tries for them. So it ended up four tries to three. It was twenty five twenty in the end. Uh, and we had a really good side out. It was actually I have to say that it was a great game of rugby. Uh, Jason Ref was. Um, Really strict on on vocal. He, uh, I think he gave about three or four penalties for lads back chatting. Uh, actually, Chile, your your Joaquin went over and uh, the ball went into touch him. Joaquin ran over and marked the sideline with his foot and said the ball was out there. And referee <laughs> referee went down to him and uh, said, uh, "You don't tell me what to do and give me a yellow card." <laughs> Uh, oh, lovely! Sounds, sounds like Wakuin. So now, like, so now, in fairness, like you know, it is. Oh, it's, some, it's something good in our game. To be honest, that and I think they're actually dead right. Just don't take any crap. Yeah, but um, the only problem, Tom, is he'll do that this week. The next lad won't do it the week after. Yeah, well, exactly. But we now then, as I said, go back to the first game. We had two yellow cards, one after the other. So we played. We played. In, let's say about. We play 10 minutes, definitely, nearly 10 minutes with 13 men against Wicklow. Yeah. And yeah, Sam got, no, no, Sam got yellow carded and they, he gave a penalty try and looking on the video for a high tackle, it wasn't a high tackle. Um, it, Sam Don right, gave a yellow card, did he? Yeah, I don't mind Sam giving the yellow card, but it was, he gave a, the ref gave a yellow card and, and, a, and a penalty try, which is a huge thing to give. Mm-hmm. Um, just after yeah, he got it. And look, looking again, it Looking against, high tackle. looking at the video, it wasn't a high tackle, and I can't understand. Now, look, I'm not going you know, to re- refs make it. We all did an amazing job to promote on Sunday, but just it just shows how one little one little thing can actually. If, 
Change it actually the game. probably was a nail. That was a, it did change the game, put a nail in our coffin to play like to play play ten minutes. Basically, to, you're playing ten minutes with only thirteen men, which is not a, which is not a good position. We're getting into this referee conversation as I'm gonna bail. I gotta get on duty. So um come here to, to the listeners and viewers, I apologize in advance for the twelve minute uh, torture fest you're gonna have to go through when James Blanchfield is played. Um <laughs> I'm bailing out. Yeah, you can say that because, because myself and Johnny will be stepping out while he uh, shows the show in a lovely 11 minutes of. of and we uh, will not be listening. Yeah. Lads, we'll we'll James. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. Thanks for out there. Bye bye. Yeah, so back just on, on Carl for the, the rest of it then. I suppose we had the seconds as a good win. Seconds are going out now against Mullingar. They're still there, they're about single tire first and second. So they're still in, in the chase there for the league. Um, on he we go to the Rhinos next. The girls, um, yeah. our the under 16s had a really really good win. Um, they beat Wexford in Wexford in Wexford. Um, last Friday night, uh, probably one of their better games, and they really got it together. Uh, backs just backs clicked, forwards clicked. Uh, they beat a really, really, a really, really strong Wexford side. So that was in the league. Uh, we're playing uh, Navinus home in Carlo at two p.m. on Saturday. We'd love anyone to come up if anyone wants to see girls playing. The how good, what, how good the the girls are, and the, and the way that they're playing. It's on at two o'clock in Carlo. Then fourteenth no game last week, but they're out in the league at home in Tullow at one p.m. Um, as I say, they're flying, have great numbers, and uh, are learning, learning, learning more every day. So, like the both, I say both girls teams are in in a good position. Um, I think we only have two games. The girls, sixteens only have two games left before Christmas. So, we're really, really looking forward. It's a great. I tell you, to be honest, there's a great buzz in the camp at the moment, and um, we're really, really looking forward to um, to the games on Saturday. Then Carlo Utes wasn't particularly uh, wasn't particularly a great weekend for the Utes. Um, our under sixteens, under thirteens, and narrow loss to New Ross. Uh, great little team. They lost twenty nine twenty two. The under sixteens lost out to a very very strong under sixteen Nays team. Uh, under 15s are really they're the team that's um become a bit of dark horses they narrowly lost to kilkenny but kilkenny were um our division ahead of them um really technically a division ahead of them and they've been really getting i watched actually watched the game and there's some really really cracking rugby um and it was great to see there's two guys who just barely who just started this year freddie kyo and james slattery both of those kids uh, have only joined, and both of them have a serious, serious amount of potential. And like that's under see. fifteen, so they're late developers. It means that anyone can join. Any kids out there who want to play rugby, don't be shy and come up to the club because you can join at any age. That these are two lads, as I said, never played rugby in their lives, and you wouldn't think it. Yep. Um, we were saying of one of them there, like just uh, phenomenal the way they take the ball on. Um, but the whole team, that whole under under fifteen team, their defenses, which was probably the weakest uh, point, 
has really, really improved. And as I say, they seem to be just getting better and better, developing slowly, but they're steady. And um, they have um, some really good coaches, and John Lyons and Paddy Mackey are two first players with them. And uh, you can see the difference as uh, as they as they kind of develop. Um, 18s didn't have any game this week uh, or last week, but uh, this weekend, as I say, we have our under 13s are home to Longford, our under 16 girls, then the the Rhinos with Tolo are against Navan and Carlo at 2 p.m. And the under 14s Rhinos are are home in Tolo against Gorey. So we still have uh, plenty of good rugby this weekend. And then, of course, we have the two two games there uh, on Sunday at half 12. And uh, the senior game this week is two. The uh, first game is two o'clock because uh, it's gone back another half an hour. So if anybody's around, Carlo, we uh, really, really need your support. The boys would love to have a bit of support. It's the last game before Christmas now. So um, And before the South East Fine, we're playing Gordy and South East Fine in two weeks' time. Yeah, not so bad. That's Mullingar, of course, and the Leinster League. Um, that, yeah, so get down. Obviously, Tom, the game is moving back now with the daylight being an issue in the winter. So um, just like you said, for people listening, those games are gone forward, backwards, forwards. Brought forward by an hour, yeah. isn't it? An hour and a half. Um, that's yeah, that's it. I have to think about that. Uh, Tom, thanks a million for the update on uh, Carlo. We're going to finish out the show um, with James Blanchfield, who's going to bring us up to date on all things Kilkenny. Uh, James uh, sent us this from earlier on. Well, lads, how are we doing? Uh, hello to everybody. Apologies I can't join this week. Just the timings of this week's recording didn't work. Johnny Tobin. Johnny Tobin was available this week for a change, so... Um, Unfortunately, it's good to make the time's work, but uh, looking a good weekend for club last weekend. Um, wins all around for firsts and seconds, and two good wins, two hard fought wins, the truth be told. Um, seconds uh, had a probably were dominated by C Point in the seconds game, but in fairness to them, for the last 20 minutes, C Point threw absolutely everything they could at, 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 at us. Um, but I suppose winning is a habit, and when you have the winning habit, it's easy to keep going. And um, for the last 20 minutes, they were just pounding phase after phase after phase. They were showing re- C point where their continuity play was class. Like they just, we couldn't get near the ball. Referee was being very hard as well. Kind of any time he went for the ball, he was he was worn. And so there was really no contest on the ground that we could get involved to try and turn them over. But our lads just knuckled down. Um, Lee McQuay was was as usual, hard self in the back row. Uh, Brendan McIntyre, who I would have soldiered with for years and years and years, is still going. He's probably in around 39 or 40 now. And Brendan came off the bench at half time and put in an absolute cracking performance. His 40 minutes that I saw was as good as I've seen him playing in he's nearly 20 years. He was just he was just on everything. And um, William Seal at out half was excellent. I mean, he went down with cramp. So look, a really, really good win for the seconds. It's brilliant to see them winning's a habit. They have a, they have that winning habit now. And speaking to John Buckley, the coach after the game, like he's absolutely delighted. Like he's as he said, like the better team lost, but our lads, their spirit and togetherness and that winning habit just got them over the line. And there was no way C point were, were going away with a win in the seconds game. So the lads are um, sitting second in the league. Um, Ashburn away this Sunday. So if they can get a result in Ashburn, they'll go to Christmas. 
into the Christmas break, top of the Seconds League, which is an absolute unbelievable transition from where we were this time last year and even this time two, three years ago, where you were trying to get lads to go play seconds. I remember Dave Matthews, our president, uh, three years ago had to talk out to play seconds. So here we are today now. We had 38 guys on the second squad to pick from last Saturday to pick a squad of, a squad of 22. So in any man's numbers, that is unbelievable turnaround, you know, to have to have that surplus of players who weren't selected for the squad. So well done to the seconds and... Um, Look at hopefully they can they can pounce on the opportunity and go into the Christmas break top of the league, tall order in Ashburn. But um, look at Ashburn you know, to win a team to, to win a league you have to beat you have to beat the best. Um, first, uh, what can you say about the first performance that hasn't already been said in Kilkenny in the last few days? Um, they just grounded out lads. It was, you know. Um, they started in a whirlwind, like within five minutes there was a try on the board, a good score as well. Um I think I'm, I'm not sure who got who who got it, the downward pressure, but uh, it was over in the corner, really good drive them all and uh, they um they did superbly well there to get that. Um but uh, Hugh Corkery made an absolute an unbelievable um Touchline conversion again. He's making a little bit of a habit out of it now. And you know what? <clears throat> We're very lucky in Kilkenny to have a kicker of Hugh Corkery's quality. Um, the game continued on. And look, at in, in true fashion, in true Kilkenny fashion, we messed up from the kickoff. You know, when we needed to be, when we needed to be on point, we needed the concentration levels to be high. The kickoff wasn't secured. And that gave Seapoint an opportunity to get a, a pretty much a try on the board of their own immediately after. And the truth be told, probably an undeserved try. It was their first visit up into our 22. We failed, we failed to secure our own kickoff and uh, it led to that. So look at that, put them back on the board. It was seven points to five. But, um, Hugh Cork, we added a penalty and, um, Podgeman went over for a very good try at the end of the first half, which was, which, which was a very well taken try and then you know for a team that has conceded probably four or five penalty tries already this season we were on the receiving end and we on the other side we got our own penalty try for um, a brilliant driving mall uh, lads lads push for C-point probably geez, let's say to go to 20 metres C-point took it down uh, they were they, they, C-point seemed surprised but well everyone there it was uh, it was definitely taken it down they were infringing however their captain, Zach, got, got Sinbin for it. And that was kind of a player that they couldn't afford to lose. Uh, Zach Youngman is his name. They couldn't afford to lose him. And, you know, that gave us um, the three scores at half time and put us in a position where we were we were 21 points to, to, to I think, seven up at half time. Or 21 points to eight up at half time, I should say. But um, we, we worked incredibly hard in the first half to get the three points on the board. There was some naivety in the play. You could see... You could see guys were chasing a bonus point after 15 minutes, even before the game was won. Um, Joe Manuel put in probably his greatest, his best performance that I've seen in a long time since Towns Cup semi-final against Ashbourne or against um, Wicklow in 2015 up in Tullow. Uh, that day he was he was absolutely brilliant. And again, last month, last Saturday, Joe was just on everything. His tackling, his carrying was on point. Ashburn or Ashburn says I Seapoint went for a certain try at the end of the first half and Joe just shot up out of the line and absolutely buried his man with, with a perfectly legitimate tackle there was a lot of talking and shouting and haranguing from the Seapoint players and coaches that it was a high tackle but 
I have it on video on the phone and it's quite clear to see that he tackled him. It's quite clear to see that he tackled the man across the chest. Ian Thompson, the referee, good tolo man. Um, in fairness to him, he put his hands up. So it was a clear, legitimate tackle. Joe took man and ball, and that brought the end of end of the first half to a, to a close. Um, while I'm talking about referees, I've got to say Ian Thompson again did a really good job. There was only 16 penalties in the game, and a lot of that to do between both sides there was 16 penalties a lot of that had to do with how he was governing the play and how he was communicating with the players his communication is spot on for both teams is the ball out sir no it's not is the ball out sir yes it is his communication was just spot on and it led to it led to a good game of rugby the truth be told um, second half by golly if the first half was dominated by Kilkenny the second half was dominated by Seapoint we could not get our hands on the ball and when we did we did some very over-ambitious things with it, trying to run it, kick it against the wind from from deep inside our own half. And, you know, sometimes it just needed up the, up the shirt rugby. But um, from the kickoff again, we failed to secure a kickoff. They came down and just from there, it just came at us. And uh, wave after wave after wave. I think we got out of our own half three times in the second half. And we got the ball, when we'd, when we'd win the ball, we'd kick it against the wind or we wouldn't be touch with our kick. And um, they were just getting away, getting away from us the whole time. And um, probably got out of our own half for the first time, I'd say in the 15th minute of the second half. And we got turned over and they pinged us back. And that, that was just a story of the second half. But... Um, we did incredibly well. Podman made a brilliant um, covering tackle. The C-point fullback, who was probably their best player um, after their captain, the number eight, Zach, um, made a big arcing run across the pitch and beat four or five Kilkenny tackles. But Podman was kind of touchlining and he, he took the, the shortest route to the corner flag and absolutely hit your man with a brilliant tackle, drove him into touch. We won back possession from the line-out and we went through the phases and up the field. Um, you know, from... 20 minutes into the game, the lads were talking about a bonus point and kind of concerning themselves with a bonus point, but we um, we didn't get that opportunity to, to, to get it until the 85th minute, into the 5th minute of overtime, um, because there were one or two injuries in the game, the play was held up for a while, but in the 5th minute of overtime, um, we got a penalty, the lads opted to go to the corner, um, Roy Stanley did very well to win his own line-out ball. Um, ben Devlin hit Ben Devlin as he always is from the line out on the money. Um, hit hit Roy. We took it down. We drove it. Three four phases across the pitch. Uh, backs look for the ball. Jake McDonald hit Podgeman with a with a lovely pass. Jake took in took in two players. Fixed two players. Podgeman hit Jack Walsh and Jack went over in the corner to get the bonus point try. Um, you know we we deserved it in the balance of the game. Um. Jack Walsh had a massive impact when he came up. He was his impact on the game. He was the one like from full back. He was the one getting us go forward ball. He was in there and in the rock and malls, picking and going with the lads. And you know, Jackson, explosive player. Two occasions he got the ball, picked and went, and you know, just showed a little bit of explosiveness through the rock or through the uh, through the breakdown. Picked and went. Took three or four players taking around. So that's the, the the day that Jack had in in my mind. He 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 was fully responsible for 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 getting our bonus point for us. On an absolutely incredibly positive note, our scrum has been our Achilles' heel all season so far. Um, 
conceding penalty try in most games off the scrum. Last Saturday, it was just on point. Joe Moynihan has done a huge amount of work with the scrum pack, with or with, with, with the pack. Um, the props, Abel Viana and Robert Kelly, Ben Devlin, they, were, they, they weren't going back. Liam Phelan um, in the second row with Dame Olahi, he wasn't going back. And then our back row was, was, was just was just on point. Jake Prattley is back now without at scrum half for us. He probably had his biggest game of the year. A um, couple of players in the back line had, have, haven't been going as well as they should be, so you might see a shake-up in, um, in this week's team. But all in all, look at a really good performance from, from the first and seconds. All he got wins over the line, so from that perspective, we're delighted. And uh, look at one game left before Christmas. If we don't go away now and beat Ashbourne, um, last week's win is in vain. Ashbourne will jump us in the table, so we need to get one more win before Christmas, regroup over the break, and try and jump into uh, jump into the new year with a with a fresh vein, fresh attitude, recharge batteries, and um, go hell for Letterford. Thanks, lads. Bye bye.